When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who is not used as a toy until we record this podcast, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I implore billionaires to not get any ideas after watching this episode and <laughs> yeah, start trying to use DNA to build robots <laughs> to kill people. You know how this is? <laughs> yeah, that is not a good idea. Yeah, let's hopefully let's hope they've all seen at least the Terminator after seeing this yeah. one. So every time I watch one of these episodes, I'm like. Oh, God, don't let Elon Musk or one of them watch this. Oh, gosh. Let's, uh, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole there, but we're going to choose yeah. not to. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, If you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the fourth episode of Prime Video's The Peripheral titled Jackpot. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of The Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by writing us on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave us a five-star rating and if you have time write us a review while you're over there if you do write us a review on apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record okay it is the fourth episode the halfway point of the show the prime is not prime video show but the peripheral uh, we both have liked it. We both have thought it could be better. So I ask you before we get into specifics, general overall thoughts on this fourth episode of the peripheral. I feel like we have the same conversations every week on this show, and I have a feeling we're about to have the same one. Okay. I I have no connection to the London characters. Okay, we're not going to have the same conversation. Okay. Because okay. this episode for me, I, I, I like this episode a lot because with this one was the most London-centric of all yeah. the episodes so far. And the reason why I like this one more is because we finally start to find out more about these people. I was going to say, I was glad to know we got some, definitely some explanations. I just thought some of it, there was some stuff that I thought, why are we doing this? Uh, but we'll, we'll go into it. But, like, I, again, the parts, um, Jack Rayner and Chloe Grace Moretz, yeah. man, their chemistry just off the charts. I love every scene of Burton and Flynn together. And we had multiple ones. Yeah, we had multiple ones. also... We've, we mentioned this last week with Connor. You can't have an episode where Corbell's not on here. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah. well, I guess when you're trying to set up, I can, uh, I can, I can at least forgive it for this one not having Corbell on here, just because they are trying to set up a lot. You know, a lot of the London stuff is trying to be set up and established in this one. And you can argue that maybe they waited too late to do it. Uh, they mm -hmm. maybe should have done this a little bit earlier. They maybe should have given us some of this information earlier. But they are trying to establish and set up a connection. I think to the London, to what is going on in London, what's happening in 2100. And like I said, this is the reason why I like this episode quite a bit more than the previous two i love the first episode the last two i was kind of mailing but this yeah. one i really enjoyed like i said because we do finally start to find out a little bit about what has happened in london why the people are like they are look we still have some questions and that's kind of the issue that you have in one of these types of shows when you're trying to have this type of a, this mystery type of a show how much information are you going to give when are you going to give it and how you can keep the people's attention until you give that information out because that's that's what people are watching for is they want to know yeah. what's what's happening here what's going on in this world what's why is this world like the way that it is so you have to keep people's attention in it in the meantime until you decide to dole out some of that information and they i don't think we're doing just a really good job of it up until this episode and we got quite a bit this episode so my my worry my hope is that all right we got some information about the london people and now i can feel a little bit more i can feel more of a connection to them but 
it also makes me worry that they're going to wait two or three more episodes for getting more information because it's taking this long to, to dull it out. So like I said, I have a little more hope, but also have a little bit more concern as well going forward with it. But overall, I thought this was a good episode. I enjoyed it uh, a lot more than I did the previous two episodes. I, like I said, not as much as I liked the first episode. The first episode is still my favorite so far, but I yeah. did like this one a little bit more. Well, I'll give them credit too. It was 51 minutes. Yeah, that was a big, that it, was a big it, help. That was a big help and it moved. Yes, it did. It actually moved. And even the scenes in London, they weren't really. There was one that was kind of long, right? Uh, like the one that had the, the bizarre dancing, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and but that had the long conversation that we needed. That was a lot of back between Lev right. and Shanice, uh, so that was needed. But like besides that, the scenes moved quick. Yeah, they did. They did. They uh, so I, I thought. I thought that. I thought that helped a lot. Like I said, um, I think this is. I think next episode is extremely pivotal in the yeah. show. I think it's make or break of people who are like, "I'm out." Right. Uh, I'm with you though. I think they explained a lot, especially the ending, mm-hmm. where you're like, "Ah, okay." Right. And I actually got some some theories that I'm going to throw out to you in a little bit because I saw a couple things. I was like, "Oh, I, I kind of see where something may be going." Okay. Cool. Uh, I haven't and really looked at the theories. Connor. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. I want more Connor. We haven't had a whole lot of him yeah. since yeah. the first two episodes. The last two episodes, we got a little bit more in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and he was good. Yeah, he yeah. was. We, but we didn't get still nearly as much as I would like to have gotten of him. Yeah. But we did get more of him, and I thought that was really good. I was a really disappointed. When I was a. I was really hoping when they were going to let uh, Chloe Grace Moretz there for a minute, just kind of like have some fun playing as Connor inside her body. <laughs> I thought so too because I'm gonna get. I, I, uh, this is gonna come up later, uh, but her. This is how good of actresses her whole like uh, like body changed. Yeah, just like little she smirk said, she had on her face for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way the way and like just the cockiness, like because like oh that's Connor. Like yeah. like mm-hmm. just the way she said it. Uh, I got I got to tell this briefly. My wife has not been able to watch with me, but. Uh, I was uh, out of town yesterday, so she caught up on the peripheral. And her first comments were, "What are these accents?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then she she watched all four, which is something I want to bring up. I think this show would have been better if they'd have dropped them all. It may. Have I think been. this is a binge show because then she said, and it's kind of like we said. She said they get better. You know, the accents get better because yeah, she was like, "This Connor guy, something." And I was like, "Well, Connor." As most Southerners, when you're, I will say this, when you're, Justin is a good guy, he doesn't drink and stuff, but when people drink, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> including myself, I become Matthew McConaughey when I'm, you know, <laughs> like, especially if I'm telling a story or something, right. and I think that's what they're doing with Connor, but she even brought up, and I think it's right, Chloe Grace Moretz was going through a, like, an extended Southern accent, probably to her actual accent. Right, exactly. Go back but I have to say... I said it last week. I love Jack Rayner. Yeah, he's good. I mm-hmm. freaking love this guy. You know, I can see why he has been on the verge of people have been trying to find something for him because mm-hmm. he has it. He's a good looking guy. He has charisma. You could just see him in an action movie and a lot of different stuff. Like right. he's going to find some something. Oh, yeah, and he will. Hopefully, hopefully it's this. I think it hopefully is. I think it this. will be. I think he is. I think he and Chloe Grace Moretz are doing a fantastic job of with their characters. I think, look, I think everybody's doing a pretty good job with their characters. I'll be real yeah. honest with you. I don't think, oh, that, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the weakness of, of the show. I think the weakness has up until this point has been the pacing. I think that has been yeah. big time. The, the issue and the other issue, like we've talked about, I, we just haven't really felt a connection to the world of, of London in the future. We haven't felt that connection. Like I said, I started to get a little bit more of it. It looks like you didn't have quite the same connection that, that I did with it. Uh, but I just understand the world a little bit better. Let's kind of get into it real quick. So uh, obviously there is some issues going on with, with Flynn, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz's character. She is having some side effects from going into the peripheral and going into London. I guess the question is what that's, that's kind of what they're exploring is if the peripheral is causing the side effects. And I guess my question is, is it really the peripheral or is the fact that she's taken an, an absolute beating on the number of occasions when she's been in there? What are your thoughts on what's causing this? Uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned that. I mean, she is getting abused. Yeah. I mean, you got, and also, I mean, the stress of all this whole situation. Yeah. I do think it's, I think it has to be some of the peripheral. Thing. Yeah, I think it, it has, has to be. be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're talking about like 
everything that's going on with her. And, and like, you're right, though. I mean, are you... I know this is crazy. Uh, do you physically feel the pain of being punched in the face? Well, that's what they said. I mean, that's what they said in the very, very first episode when she first went in and she was talking to Alita West on through whatever connection it was that they had with each other. She was talking to her and she says, you know, she said, you can you can feel it. And she says, I feels like I'm actually here. And Alita told her, and you can also feel pain, too. So just be warned. That's right. So you well, can, go ahead. And I was going to say, Burton, in the last episode, because I had to explain this to my wife when we were discussing the show, because he mentions, he warns her, look, I've had extra training from the military and having, you know, the devices in me. I know what I'm doing in this VR realm. You may not, because, and that could be causing, you know, problems. So, you you know, yeah. Well, that's, because that's kind of what this whole episode is centered around, is just, what's what is the toll that being in this peripheral is taking on her that's kind of what this whole it's all centered around but it's also but they also are setting us up and giving us more information in the meantime about london because we get some more information about these people which is one thing i have been desperately wanting from this show we learned because we haven't even they've mentioned it a few times this this organization called the klepto and we haven't really talked about it because i didn't really know what they were talking about we finally understand what it is when sharice who is played by i'll never remember the actress tania miller thank you tania miller uh sharice who is in the charge of the research institute played by tania miller she comes and has this meeting with lev zubov who we didn't like said we he's kind of had this sinister air about him and when, i didn't really know why I, I have they said he was part of the klepto before this i don't remember him saying them saying it i can't remember but don't you get the feeling that at the end he may be the overall villain of the, all of this i mean they're really leaning that way yeah, he they? could end up being the overall villain of all of this or he's going to end up having a really really bad death here at the end of it with the, the whole thing they set up with That's him true to, with him yeah. with uh sharice taking that cut that has his dna on it now that's like i said that was kind of because you couldn't tell how she got it right no you have no idea I mean, and she and she was i like that scene because and she's a fantastic actress mm. just the way she was staring at the cup like right. she was you know intimidating him oh can we talk about uh let's go back to lev before that when she interrupts his oh, yeah, jerry jerry falwell jr type moment watching that <laughs> dancing Jeez. i'm glad you mentioned that i'm Freak. actually talk a little bit about that a little bit later on today so i'm glad you talk, you mentioned that uh but anyway uh yeah so like i said there's this weird thing that he and his wife have apparently they have this weird relationship and i think she is the more the power player in the Mm -hmm. relationship based off of what he was saying i think he kind of married into this klepto oligarchy thing and she's actually part of it for i think i got that part of it correct anyway i thought he said like he she was like the daughter of the king of the klepto or oligarchy or something like that and that sounds right yeah but she obviously has a thing for Wilf because when Wilf comes in, he's looking for Zuboff. Uh, she wants to have this dance with him. She's kind of like sitting there. They're having this conversation. Uh, and it eventually leads to this weird dance. And, you know, obviously Z- Zuboff can actually go in and look because they have this weird technology in this, in this time period that allows him to do so. So he's sitting there watching his wife and Wilf have this you know seductive dance and wilf seems an unwilling participant in it uh he's like okay yeah. i guess i kind of gotta do this uh but like i said that was just all kind of weird <laughs> like i said i think i want to know more about his wife that's probably one issue i would like to know i'd like to know more about who his wife is what makes her tick because obviously she's she's got her own set of issues as well and we just haven't really this is the first time we met her so uh like i said i thought she was interesting but we didn't really get to spend any i thought we would spend more time with her after that scene but that was the only scene that we got with her so i thought that was an interesting move on their part well do you also think because what i also took it as i think she was telling wilf also hey i'm the real person oh yeah don't worry about lev you need to be on my side, not him. That, yeah, I think that, you're that's right. kind of I read it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think she was making that very clear to Wilf. Is yeah. yeah, you should you should want to try to please Wilf and make you know uh, make him yeah happy and stuff. But I'm the more the person that you need to be concerned yeah. with than than him. And that's kind of one of the things that Sharice uh, was talking to him about. Is you know she says you know because they mentioned something in that conversation about Wilf. And he says uh, he he says something about his pets or something like that. I don't remember how he. And yeah, basically, yeah. He, he views Wilf as a pet. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said, so I thought that was interesting the way that he views Wilf because he obviously he doesn't have a full complete respect for Wilf, and part yeah. maybe because of the fact that his wife, you know, is is attracted to him that could be part of it. But yeah, like I said, I thought that was I thought that whole dynamic between his wife and Wilf and Lev uh, as well was all very very interesting to say the least. Uh, but we do in this conversation that we have with Sharice and with Zubov, we get a really good. This is one of the things I do think that Christopher Nolan and not Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, Jonathan and uh, Lisa Joy Nolan do so very well is this visual stuff they always kind of bring into their into their yeah. into their shows yeah. because she says you know the, their society is based on on three walls one being the klepto oligarchy which we get a little bit of an explanation basically whenever the jackpot occurred uh, is and we they explain this in uh, at the end of the episode but when it occurred the world was in absolute chaos uh, london especially was in absolute chaos and the klepto oligarchy comes in they establish order but they use a lot of violence to do it and they're basically the mafia from what i gathered at least that was right kind of what i yeah. figured so they're yeah, kind of uh, go ahead uh, no you, well i was going to say i'm glad you mentioned that about jonathan nolan and and because when shernice and lev and please don't let me mess up your train of thought uh, when they were having that conversation it did bring back the good west world right. vibes mm-hmm. of the scenes where like ed harris and jeffrey wright and, mm-hmm. uh, and anthony hopkins were like like mm-hmm. like uh like having a face-off type yeah, yeah, standoff sure. where, and they were talking so that did bring back and you know these are two you know very jj field also a very good actor he's yeah. very good in the role so that was that brought back the the good vibes of west yeah. world because there, there, there's a lot of good stuff in Westworld, yeah. even though people, I think, have a bad memories well, we, of it. Well, when you have Ed Harris, Jeffrey Wright, and uh, Anthony Hopkins oh, yeah, going, it's gonna be great. <laughs> the three of them in a scene together yes. where they're like, you know, having a contest, uh, there's never a bad situation. No, there's not. Uh, but one of, like I said, so she's setting up this conversation. She's, she's talking about it, She's using toast to to describe like this. I know. So she's got her toast and she's putting up these walls. Uh, it, it was a beard. That toast looked really it good. It did look good. I was like, I need to have some toast. Because it looked like it was perfectly brown. I, I mean, it's I so hard to get toast that it perfectly like, brown. <laughs> it was like thick or something. I know. Like I said, it looked it looked fantastic. I was like, I want some of that toast I'd come in. Yeah. Uh, but so she's sitting there explaining it. She's got the one wall for the for the klepto oligarchy she says it's the met police who there is the metropolitan police that exists in london they are a real thing but they have apparently kind of shortened it to met police but and I, it seems like it's just these android peripheral things that are roaming around being the police i'm not sure if there's actually yeah. humans involved i like i said that's the one thing i would like a little bit more information on because the only time we've seen them was in the previous episode when they approached when that one constable approached um Flynn about her peripheral. So, like I said, we don't have a whole lot of information, but basically, you know, they keep the the klepto oligarchy in check from doing too much, and they kind of work together. And it's the research institute that kind of helps all three of them because they provide the technology, and it's the technology that the research institute has come up with that has kind of saved society. Because if you were as close as close as we are to this this uh, what's the word uh, when the world ends. That, uh, apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Uh, thank you. This, yeah. yeah, this apocalyptic event, or this is really more a series of events, according to what they say at the end of it. When you have all these series of events that leads to basically uh, uh, like ninety percent of the world population being decimated, you know, you wouldn't think that society would be in as good a shape that it is. But apparently, it's the research institute yeah. and their nanobots that have u- that was uh, has allowed the society to basically rebound and. And it's interesting that she says only three walls because that's what she's kind of pointing towards. If you only got three walls, you can support a roof. And that's what she's putting that fourth piece of toast on top of the the three walls is it can support, but it's not going to be as stable. And she even says this. It's a fragile, it's a fragile uh, alliance between the three. Alliance is probably not the best word for that, but you get the, you get the drift. No, no, I think it is a lot. Okay. Yeah. so, So it's this alliance between the three of them, but it's very fragile because the moment one of them can't, seem to cooperate with the other the roof caves in like i said it, yeah we've seen we've seen other fiction shows and i'm trying to think of one where you have your world right. the worlds can't collide right exactly but like you know we, we all can stay in our own little boxes bubble. Mm-hmm. right bubble bubble that's perfect and as long as we we don't do too much because uh i guess westworld was kind of that way I'm yeah westworld to, was kind of that way other, 
we're 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 circling some show or movie that's huge yeah but like you know <laughs> but when people kind of go out of their box and then that's when like fight the fighting happens or issues and that's what she's talking about you're right on alliance is correct yeah so like i said i love the scene i loved everything that was going on and uh lev is you know he's holding his own with her through the most part because mm-hmm. she's definitely trying to she's trying her best to intimidate him and it doesn't really work until she basically talks about this one person who died i don't remember the name of the person that died that was part of the yeah the oligarchy and she basically says you know it was hard antibots that killed him because they got the dna and the, right it, it, it was the end for him and apparently it sounded like it was a pretty awful death to go through yeah <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of when lev's whole demeanor changes he just it, it sure did yeah i mean he yeah. was he went from kind of cocky and smug to like oh crap I, I yeah i remember that i know exactly what you're talking about i don't want yeah. to think about it and you know i don't know if she's going to use that because she when they depart that cup is gone and let's like lev immediately notices like when she's when she kind of just disappears out of nowhere he looks down for that cup and that cup is gone that's got his dna uh-huh. on it and like i don't know if she's going to use it against him but she wants to have in the back of his head that anytime i want to i can come and get you at this point right yeah so a couple of things when you were mentioning like you know when like the world's ending and you call it i was like well in 2020 we called it a probable sweet relief for uh <laughs> for what we were going through yeah uh, that's but, that but nice in. you 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 nailed it with the mob and and the gang because if you've ever watched a mo- movies or tv shows with mobs or gangs this is what they're talking about. Right. You, ha- the wire is the same thing. Man. The drug dealers, a, a couple of the rivals went too far, right. and then that caused problems. Any mob movie, it's when the Italians go too go far, too far right. or the different mm. families go too far. Right. The Sopranos, the Godfather, Goodfellas, all the same thing. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very much the case. You know, when you have that, when you have this stable, this unstable for this unstable line. So when there's something there, but it just kind of, it is just really, you know, a very tenuous relationship between all of them. It's that yeah. that moment when things kind of collapse. And you obviously, it obviously, obviously feels like things are going to collapse at some point in the show. And like I said, I, right. I don't know when that's going to be or who is yeah. going to be the one that causes it to collapse. It feels like it's going to be the research Institute, but it could end up being the, the klepto oligarchy. Like you said, it could end up being Lev Zuboff yeah. who, who might end up being like the real true bad guy and all this. Who right. knows? So, yeah. And I know I joked about it to the, at the beginning of the show. I do like get like stressed and like immediate like anxiety when i when i see stuff talk about well we can use dna they're using <laughs> right? dna to build because i'm like oh god oh dear let's not go down this road this. yeah don't please don't go down this road uh but like i said this was a great scene i love the scene it mm-hmm. gave like i said it did what i needed this show to do which was to give us information about what was going on in london yeah. and to give us an idea of the of how things are established there and the way things work it, it just helps so much i mean we we honestly we didn't even mention this we still don't know a lot about the background of alita and and will for wolf i don't really yeah. sure which one we should call them but we found but we do get the scene at the beginning where they're in this like toxic atmosphere and as children and you know you kind of see the, the early beginnings of, of their relationship uh and this is how they get rounded up like i said i really that's one thing i do want to know more about you know yeah. they get rounded up and they get adopted by their parents, but why were they being rounded up? Why was this so important? Yeah. Like I said, I would like some more information about that. Uh, you know, it's a really cruel thing to do. These children are obviously starving out in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. they set up this thing where it's like they're giving out free food, and like that's really kind of a yeah. cruel thing to do. But it would make right. sense if that's if you went through this apocalyptic event and all that type of stuff. So, um, but we also do like I said, we do get the. Uh, this is when we start to also learn more about the fact that Zoe's not Zoe, Chloe Grace Moretz's character Flynn is struggling. Uh, she has this conver- She has this conversation with uh, Jack Rainer's uh, Burton, and it is a very tense conversation. They're, all their conversations are all very tense a lot. Uh, like I said, you you can tell that they still love each other, but there's a lot of there's a lot of there's some animosity between the two of them about the way that they each approach things because Burton has the military mindset he has the military the military training that informs everything that he does and Flynn has the mindset of when their father died when she was left alone with their mother and everything that 
then she was alone for like that's what they say you know yeah. she was she was alone by herself they, they, dealing with they've all that. lived different they've lived totally different lives right even it, though it appears they're only a few years apart in right. age you know that's the main the I don't know. They've never said, right, but that's the way they make it feel. But, you know, uh, uh, Burton left mm-hmm. and joined the military. And then, you know, Flynn was left to deal with everything at the house. Right. And there's, yeah. some, you know, she is not that she doesn't want to resent him for it, but there is still yeah. some resentment there because of, of the of the circumstances around it. Yeah. Go ahead. But I, but I thought they had just an amazing scene where they kind of made up. Yeah, I thought they, they, I mean, it's kind of their their deal. Is I mean, they have these yeah. arguments, they have these issues where yeah. they they don't see eye to eye, they don't approach the issues that are, that are that are facing them in the same manner. But they still always, you know, they still want the same things. They're just working in it. They're working towards it in different ways. Uh, yeah. Well, but, you you could tell Burton would be devastated if something happened oh, yeah. to Flynn. Oh yeah, because that's what he, that he's this whole thing he's trying to protect her. I mean, yeah. most, he's trying to he's trying to protect their family, but I mean, mm-hmm. she's towards the top of that list. So, yeah. Uh, but she has in the convert in when the tension gets really high and when she is really just at her, you know, kind of at her highest tension level she has a she has a seizure which i didn't know they were called tonic clonic i thought did they make that word up no this is actually what they call grandma seizures now they're called tonic clonic mm. seizures i didn't know that uh but she has this tonic clonic seizure and you know her eye gets black like she's been hit with a black eye uh she starts convulsing like you would with a seizure so everything looks like a seizure and obviously this is burton's like you know is it the is it the sim that's causing this is it the peripheral that's causing this and he doesn't want her to go in, understandably, but she obviously wants to go keep going back in because she wants answers. She wants to she wants to know what's going on. She she wants to understand what all is, what everything, why they were chosen, what it makes them so special. But what's so special about them that is causing these people to choose them? And he ends up taking her to the doctor, and this isn't something that she really wanted to do because the person that she's going to is Tommy uh, Const- Constantine's fiance, who's the doctor. And yeah. Tommy Constantine is the sheriff deputy, so this is an issue because, like, and you can tell that the the doctor was like, "Okay, you want to tell me a little bit more about this company? You want to tell yeah. me?" <laughs> She's like, "I'm not so sure that this is such a something that's really on the up and up." If if you perfectly, uh, if you're perfectly honest, so like I said, I feels I I don't know how they're going to uh, resolve that because. Oh, I know how they resolve it. The Constantines are going to end up dead. Both yeah, of them. that's true. I guess I was thinking more of how is it they, you know, they obviously don't want the uh, Flynn and Burton don't want to reveal that information, but they're right, going to, right, right. they got to dance around it somehow because, like I said, Tommy Constantine is going to find out about this yeah. when his when his soon to be fiance comes home, or his soon to be wife comes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it creates more problems that they've got to deal with. So. Uh, and you know, she obviously had a crush on Tommy Constantine one time. That's kind of one of the things that starts this yeah. this argument is he finds that that three D printed groom looking thing of their wedding topper that he that she had yeah. that was thrown away in the in the trash. But uh he doesn't want her going back into the sim. He doesn't want her going back in. Uh and they eventually decide to let Connor go in. And this was one of the things that I was I was like, oh, we're going to let Connor go in. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. I know. Uh, and he does go in. He goes into it. And like I said, I, for a brief moment, I thought we were going to get Chloe Grace Moretz acting as him. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait for this. This is going to be fantastic. Cause he, it was he, too short. It was way too short. You know, but his excitement is understandable because he know, yeah. he's like, do you have a body when you go in there? And I'm like, yeah, you have a body. Yeah. And he's like, you know. He's obviously kind of come to terms with the fact that he only has one arm and no legs, and he's come to terms mm-hmm. with that. But still, the idea of being able to feel that again—it's just yeah. too—it's just too much, and he wants—he wants it. Uh, right. So, so he, do you want my theory now? What's that on him? Yeah. So we know there's D, you can use DNA to build a robot right. and, with somebody. We know that they have a print shop in North Carolina, right? They're going to build some robotic stuff for Tommy, no, for Connor. It wasn't surprised. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good theory, too. I think I Because think we saw Connor being worked on. Right. And the fact that they have a print shop and the print shop guys are being involved now because we saw them involved. Right. I, I just thought there has to be a reason this is involves a print shop. Yeah, it, it's probably you're probably correct about that. So it wouldn't surprise me if they end up like sending the schematics through time in the data thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and he ends up getting uh, some cybernetic thing or whatever it is that would help give him use of legs and arms and his left because arm again. 
also, you know, they cast a, an actor who has all his limbs. Yeah. Mm. And there's a reason for that. Right. Because if I, I really think if they didn't, they probably would have tried to find an actor who only had one limb. Yeah, that would have been, but that would have been really, really tough though, to find oh, yeah, somebody. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But I mean, I, but yeah, but I think that's, I think that's part. I think at some point we're going to see Connor running around. I think you're, I think you're probably right about that. That, that makes a whole lot of sense to me as well. Uh, so uh, our fr- Brandon and all our other friends mark this down as a possible one for me to be wrong. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I look. Hey, like I said, I think I think you're onto something there. It, it makes yeah. a whole lot of sense because it's the print shop it's, it's the, the print, print shop, shop that makes you think because you and apparently you know print shops have gotten to a point where they can create a whole lot more stuff with 3d printers i mean they can they, yeah. you can make a lot with 3d printers now mm-hmm. but in 10 yeah, years yeah. from now let's imagine what the th- type of stuff you can make with them in 10 years from now so like i said it wouldn't surprise me if that's the road that they end up going down is that they like i said all they need is the schematics and they can obviously print it and make it actually work in yeah. in their shop so uh but like I said, we get that we get that scene with with Connor going into the into the peripheral, and like I said, I was hoping to get more. I really, uh, really was hoping to get more. Uh, but they kick him out pretty quick. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, yeah. Ossian is supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be like establishing Ossian and uh, what's Katie Leung's character's name? Ash. Uh, Ash. Yeah. That's kind of what their whole job is: is to keep the is to keep the connection or to break the connection when they need it broken and all that type of stuff. I love their both reactions. Like, oh God, who is this? <laughs> exactly. They knew immediately. Like, oh, this is not her. <laughs> this is yeah. a problem. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that a lot too. Uh, but yeah, so they kick him out, and this is when uh, this is when Wilf goes and meets her in the this the actual VR sim. She's actually in one of the old headsets that actually is a VR sim. She's she's watching a home video of a time when it was her, her dad, and Burton as a child. It was right around Halloween, which makes sense that they're doing this around Halloween. Yeah. Um, but she's having this. She's watching this scene, and this is when Wilf comes into it and. Flynn was a little perturbed by it, but she was, she was glad to at least be able to tell. And this is when Will reveals, you know, Connor told us what happened, that you're having these seizures. Uh, and this is when, like I said, this whole, this whole conversation I thought was good because it is establishing some things between the two of them. It, like I said, the London stuff always works when Chloe Grace Moretz and when Gary Carr is there with her. Like I said, I like this. What do you think about this scene? I liked it, man. I, you know, We've mentioned it before. We both really like Gary Carr. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think unfortunately he gets some of the worst storylines. Yeah, I think you're right. But mm-hmm. but but I really like him, and I thought this was another scene that was, uh, like I said, their chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. Their chemistry uh, is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really good, and uh, and I like how honest they are with each other. Yeah. Like you can tell, there's like they know the relationship, and we we've got to be honest with each other if we're going to make this work. Well, she makes a point though. You saying that she makes a point that there's only this was only the, in that conversation the, when they're first talking is she says that's the first time I was convinced that you weren't lying, and there was a second time later on she says that's two times in one conversation. So she's not always been sure how much she could trust him uh and he has to be kind of cagey with her i don't think he really likes yeah. being cagey with her but he he kind of has to uh but this does st- they do establish some a little bit more of a connection here because he does have to be honest with her at certain points in this conversation like i said i really i really liked it um but this is when they are making the decision about if she's going to go back into the, to the peripheral or not. Burton wants to go in. He, uh, he wants to go in. That's when they sent Connor in. But he still wants to go in. And they have to come up with a plan because what the problem is, they're not getting anywhere with this. They're not getting anywhere that they want to get. And this is when Burton has this great conversation with her about, you know, when you what makes you so good at a sim what what do you like to do when you get in there and she says you know i like to go off script uh i enjoy going off script and not doing what's supposed to be done and he says okay and what happens when you do that she said i die a lot and he says okay so and now after what after you die a lot what happens she says i basically i I take over and i completely dominate the sim at that point because i've explored i've under i know i understand what's going on because i've gone off script I, i figure out what's going what they're what they're trying to accomplish what they want me to accomplish and how i can go about doing it and so he's like, all right, well, you need to take the same approach when you go over there. So she goes into the peripheral 
when she's not supposed to, it's not scheduled, and this kind of like freaks everybody out because this is when she's basically being used as a toy by the people in London. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's being used as this toy, and they're tossing this ball around. And Ash is like just completely shocked that she shows up again. So she was shocked early when Connor shows up in the in in the peripheral, yeah. and now she's shocked that she's here because she's not supposed to be here. And so she's going off script. She's doing that thing that she always does. And this is when the print shop guys are getting involved because apparently they're good hackers, and one obviously is a lot better than the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember those guys names but uh one is uh, one is keeping ossie and away from from hacking him out and the other guy was like oh you're being too complicated you're being too complicated and he ends up getting her kicked kick, kick out and the other guy takes over again uh but they're they're having that conversation there and ash is just completely befuddled she doesn't understand what's going on they get a hold of lev and we need to talk about him a little bit more uh when we have the uh because i need to kind of backtrack so let's go ahead and do that right now yeah please. i was yeah, because there's. I was going to say we we missed something about him. Yeah, so let's talk about Lev again because uh, after the conversation with Wilf and after the conversation with Wilf and Flynn, Wilf goes to Lev and is basically because that's when she when Flynn reveals to him that you know I did some I did some looking up on my own. I found a Lev Zubov and a family of. I mean, look, Zubov is a pretty co- uncommon name. So if you yeah, find somebody yeah, with that yeah. name, that's a that's a pretty interesting thing. She says, you know, I, I guess that's not him, but that family died in my timeline over here in the stub. And that's kind of another thing I liked about this episode. They really kind of more explained the stub and just why it's important, yeah. which is what we're getting to. So Wilf goes to Lev and is like, hey, look, somebody is trying to like track down your family in the past. And uh, they they basically killed them all. And Lev is just kind of laughing at this. And he's like, yeah, it's not that big a deal because I'm the one who actually did it. <laughs> Jeez. Like I said, so I wasn't really sure what to make of that. What did you think of it? I, that was the moment I was like, "This guy is going to end up being the overall villain." This is yeah, because he gave off vibes yeah, right there of that. He was serious, James Bond, psychotic. Uh, wh- well, who was the villain in Tenet? Uh, oh God, the guy that does yeah, uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Yes, and also Evan Rachel Wood is the star of Westworld. Yeah, she is. Dolores. I just uh, want to mention that. Oh, uh, that's quick. true. You got a point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, no, I'm just saying that because we always forget her name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was, thank you. I was making a joke. Uh, you were. <laughs> yeah, uh, we always forget her name. Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, uh, it, it gave me vibes of his uh, character in Tenet. Yeah. Which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, he looked like one way, and then he's like even worse than he uh, like, He's even well, worse than he thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I said, uh, the fact that he killed them, uh, like I said, it's basically he views all these other versions because that's one of the things that they established early on in the show and is that every time that somebody from the future goes back to the past or they have any type of inner not that they go back because it's like i said it's this weird like it's not actually going back and past it's a data transfer which i still don't understand but whenever the somebody from the future influences something in the past that creates a stub and therefore therefore they are therefore on a different timeline than uh the people that we're witnessing in the future and that's kind of this whole idea behind the stub. And like I said, that's and the way that Lev Zubov basically views these stubs is these people are expendable or they're a threat. Uh, that's kind of the what he's basically yeah. saying is, you know, we can use these people because he doesn't really view them as people. They're just things. And that's this alternate family of his that's in this separate stub. He's like, you know, I, I had him killed because I, the, the, it's, I, I really didn't understand what he was trying to say. I wasn't sure if he was saying yeah. that that they were just a threat to him because of the fact that there was another version of him and that existed. Like I said, I really wasn't sure about all that. I need to kind of, I, I want to go back and watch this episode a second time. I just didn't get a chance to, because uh, I wanted to see that scene again. But like I said, that whole scene was just, it was creeping. It, was, it, it did what I think yeah. it was supposed to. And what you were talking about is it setting up the fact that I don't know that he's going to be the big bad in this and that he's actually going to be the ultimate guy who's the real bad guy and all this. I don't know if that's what they're setting up, but they're making us understand that there's not a whole lot of good people in this future timeline. Right, right. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wilf may be the only one. Yeah, he may be. That may very well be the case. So, um, but like I said, going back to what we were talking about earlier is Chloe Grace Moritz is Flynn. She's going in. She's doing what she said she did so well when she goes into a sim, and that is disrupt. 
do things that people don't expect. So she shows up when she's not supposed to be there. She leaves the grounds and she's not supposed to, uh, because they go back to, and they talk about, you know, if the, if the police catch them again, then they're all going to jail. I mean, that's That's going to be right. a problem. Uh, so, you know, she, they're desperately trying to get rid of her and she just wants answers. She wants to know what has happened, why the future is so bleak, why there's so few people in London, you know, I need to know what's going on. I need some answers to this. And she's not leaving until she gets those. And this is when they contact Lev Zuboff. And Lev, we don't hear him, but he apparently is not happy about all this. Uh, And that's when they get Wilf involved because Wilf can actually kind of reason with her. And so they take her to this this cemetery, what looked like a cemetery at the time. I guess it probably still is, but it's also a memorial and a museum as well for the event that is known as the jackpot, which is where this, the name of this episode comes from. And it lays out these cataclysmic events. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a nuclear explosion and that's the, probably the, the big key here because the nuclear explosion took place in her hometown. And that's probably yeah, yeah. why Alita West is the reached out to these two, uh, mm-hmm. is because she needed somebody there. Uh, there was a pandemic. So no, I started as like a yeah. pandemic. I don't want to, I don't want to go down that road again. Uh, what else was there? I missed some. There was terror. There was a domestic terrorist. There was domestic terrorist. Yeah. That was never, there was just a lot of like, I thought that, I can't remember. It was like infighting. I can't remember yeah. how they actually called it. Yeah. So and it basically wiped out like 7 billion people over the course of like yeah. a 40 year time period. Cause then it's like they said, it's not, it's not that it was just one event. It was a culmination of events. Uh, and they basically start out, they started off in 2039, which was seven years after the time period that Flynn and Burton are in. So it's seven years after that. And like I said, it just kind of starts and just kind of builds up. And she asked me, you know, why is it called the jackpot? And they said, I guess it's kind of like morbid humor, uh, because you know, it's, you know, you just kind of got to laugh when things are just that bad. Uh, but like I said, this is one of the things that I've been waiting for is we get answers about what, what is kind of driving yeah. some of these people. And it feels like Alita Westwood is driving her, driving her is she wants to do her best to keep this event from ever happening. At least that's what I'm feeling. Right. And that's what she's no, using this right. for. But didn't Flynn also ask, is it, is it had, has it already started in my timeline? Yeah, she did. She asked that. Yeah, she yeah. Has it already started? And, uh, did they, what did they say about that? They I, said like, yes. That's what I thought yeah. so too. Like, whatever yeah. has happened has started. So like I said, I wanted to watch it a second time. I just didn't get a chance to. So I'm not quite yeah. as well up on it as I normally am. Uh, but I'll, like I said, I thought it was a, that part was so good to me because I was mm-hmm. I, we've been needing this from this show a yeah. lot, and to get those answers uh, because I think it is a telling us what Alita West is trying to do, and it makes me think that the research institute because what happens in instances like this when you have these cataclysmic events, I mean, as bad as they are and as terrible as they are and as awful as they are, let's uh, let's think back to our own pandemic that happened back in twenty twenty. How wow. many people had? How many people? Why had, would we want to go back, Justin? <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, people, you know, how many people knew what Zoom was, and now it oh, is yeah, like an yeah. integral part of our lives. Right, right. And seriously, so I mean, there are things that you know, people can make the best out of really awful situations, kind of like that. And it feels to me, and I could be wrong about this, but it feels to me the reason why the research industry and even Lev and his people, because Wilf kind of seems just be kind of like a lackey for them. They don't want, they're working with her so they can kind of figure out what a, they, they want to find Alita. But the moment they find Alita, it feels like they're going to kind of get rid of Alita, to, at least to me, because the oligarchy and the research institute, they've come to power. And if the jackpot doesn't happen, then they're right. What has what led to their dominance is gone. So it kind of feels like that's what they're pushing towards. There's this race to find Alita from both the oligarchy and the research institute because they want to get they want to get rid of her at least that's what kind of kind of my feeling i mean they wanted the oligarchy wanted her to go alita west to infiltrate the research institute but now that she has and she's not cooperating anymore it feels like they they're about to turn their back on her mm-hmm. and the reason is because she's now a threat to their power and that's what at least that's what i'm thinking what are you thinking no, I, th- I think you're right. And you make a very good point, like about Zoom, because, like, I just, I'm not going to go into where I work because I don't want to get conversations <laughs> from people. No offense. But I work a hybrid telework right. schedule. My phone has not rang two and a half years, <laughs> but I have Microsoft Teams right, exactly. and we have Skype. Right. 
so people call me on that. My phone actually at work, and I have a phone. I have a like a like a soft phone mm-hmm. through the computer. Neither have rang <laughs> in two and a half years. Right. You know, and they would ring all the time. So it's it's just weird how, like you said, when when an event happens, how we have to change. And I and that I, I think it's good that that this show is showing that. Like, yeah. like like you said, Alita is trying to. She knows so much and wants to stop. Uh, Flynn's world from having to go through the same jackpot. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, and that, like I said, I'll be interested to see how all that plays out because we haven't seen Alita West since the second episode. We only saw her for a very brief moment in the second episode. Uh, but well, it looks like if you watch the uh, coming up next week thing, if you watch that, it looks like we're actually going to get her back at least for a little bit in the next episode. So, uh, yeah. I would like to because again, that's more answers, and I really feel like this right. show. We got some this week, and like I said, I enjoyed it more. And I think that's one thing that the show continues needs continues to need to give us is more answers. So, I agree. All right, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go on to our weekly awards? No, the big thing was left. Yeah, and Lev was the big thing. Yeah, I think I think we got all him. Yeah, and he was he's kind of like the biggest reveal that we got on on this right. week. So, all right, so let's get to our weekly awards. Up first, uh, our weekly award for this week is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP of the week. Who were you going with for your MVP? Uh, you know, I know you did this last week, and it feels like too easy. But I, I Chloe Grace Moretz, yeah, man, she is, she's continuously mine. is is just incredible, and and she do, has to do so much so much and the scenes with her and 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 burden and her and wolf yeah yeah they're just so great yeah i'll i'll look if this season gets a second if this show gets a second season i'm hoping that they'll use utilize burton a little bit more jack rayner because i think they came into this knowing that she was the biggest star that they had and she was the one that people are going to gravitate towards but I think they also, if they look at the, what they've done with the show, because you I mean they're they're adapting the the text. Look, I don't know how close right. this is to the original. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know anything about all that. But I think Burton Jack Rayner is really good, but he doesn't having quite the opportunities to shine that Chloe Grace Moretz right. has. And yeah. I'm hoping that if, like I said, if this does get a second season he will get more of those opportunities. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I think they were really banking on, we got to focus as much as we can on Chloe Grace Moretz. Cause she's, she right. was by far the biggest star coming into this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is the Agatha all along the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I went with the, the, the couple of scenes between Burton and Flynn, especially where they make up, Okay, uh, you know, where they taught where Flynn, you know, uh, excuse me, where Burton in his own Burton way, apologizes. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just thought, man, and if you have siblings, you know, uh, you have to do this from time to time because you right. fight just <laughs> over stupid stuff. And then you never say, I'm sorry, but you kind of like, you understand, you know, you do the same thing they did. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of your fault, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to, but so I, I don't know if it felt so real. Maybe right. that's why I like that. Uh, I went with the final scene where they explained the jackpot because that's kind of the big, that. that's yeah. kind of the big thing I've been waiting for is just some answers to what's going on in this world and how things kind of evolved yeah. or devolved into now, it. The, the most disappointing scene was they should have gotten more graphic on Connor and uh, and uh, Burton's F. Mary kill of the <laughs> teachers because I wanted more of that. that, that I forgot that about had, that. That scene had so much potential. Yeah, I want to see the director's cut of that one. Yeah, that one should have. That could have gotten a lot more graphic and oh, a lot been. more entertaining. Yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, it could have been. Like I'd forgotten about that scene. I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, if you come with the king, you best not miss. I I struggle with this. I, I want to see what you uh, came up with because I couldn't come up with anything. I'm sorry. It was the who, who there for you when when. Oh when, yeah, that's a good. One. When, when <laughs> Fled was Connor because when, when Connor goes. Uh, you know, I can't. I was like, "Oh, wait, you get to be a body," right? And then you just see her turn around with the same swagger right, that exactly. he has, mm. and, and her first words are, "Who the f are you?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh, it's Connor. It's yeah. Connor." Yeah, that, yeah that's so a good one. That. I'm, I'm, I'll go with that as well because I, I couldn't think of anything else that really besides uh, that just really stuck it out to me. So I'll, I'll go with that as well. All right, here on the Manufacturer Podcast, we do have a five-tier rating system. At the top is Game of Thrones. Uh, next to Game of Thrones is a Lost. Middle of the Road Force is a Friends. And the, uh, next up, underneath the Friends is a Full House. And the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Where are you so far? You you were hanging on to a Lost. I've been uh, at a 
a solid, close to lost, but more uh, stuck with friends. Where are you going with after this episode? I'm, I'm just going to hang on to my loss, and I may stick with it till the end and then just decide. Uh, like I said, I really, uh, you know, as we talk, the London stuff was so much fun. I love the standoff mm-hmm. between between uh, Lev and Shanice. I mean, it, it, I, I just didn't like the dancing scene as much. Right. But I love I love that scene. I love the scene with Wilf and Flynn. And any of the, the, the Flynn, Burton, Connor stuff, love I, right. I did miss corbell but i like the show i just think next episode you know the fourth episode as we talk about this is usually the exposition episode right. where you kind of get it where you move in towards the push towards the right. end so i do think this next episode is very pivotal and i have to say i really hope they pull it off because this is you know you mentioned earlier, this is a really good class yeah really is. good and i i think this is one of those shows if it doesn't make it we will look back at and say man that's disappointing because yeah. this is you know like night sky we had a good cast but it wasn't as deep as this this is no. a really deep cast and these are people young actors right. that could really have a breakout so i really hope we can land it in a really good place and people start watching this because this show has so much potential yeah it does and i think uh, i think it's uh, like i said i'm more I'm more optimistic, and because I'm more optimistic, I'm going to go ahead and push it up to a loss. I'm going to be optimistic okay. about that. Uh, like I said, I think it's this episode showed me that I think it can get there. I think it can get to be. I'm a little bit looking more for. Like I said, one of the things I was said last week was I wasn't. You know, when Friday nights came around and I needed to watch the show, I wasn't like just like overly enthusiastic about going to watch it. It wasn't that I didn't want to watch it. It's just I wasn't like just on pins and needles. I'm still not quite there yet with this show, but I'm a little bit closer than I was after the first three episodes so like i said i want to be optimistic i feel like this show has the potential to be a lot better and i feel like it's going to get there now that we have some information about what's been going on in london uh and as they continue to give us more information which i'm hoping they will i'm hoping they'll kind of sprinkle some more as we go throughout this uh i don't hope they don't just wait until the season finale to give us more information that's that's my my hope we'll have to see but i want to go ahead and go with the lost like I said, I think it was a smart move to give us this information and start giving us some more. And we do need some more Alita West. They've been looking for her. We need to find out what's going on with her and just what all is going on there. So, all right. Um, uh, th- let me mention okay. Let me mention one more thing. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, what excites me about this show, too, and especially Jack Rayner and Eli Gore, who's Connor, we don't, we've mentioned this a lot, young actors male right specifically there's not a b- lot of big ones in age 30 now jonathan right. majors we've talked about this. yeah he's about to he's about to hit some yeah like, he's about to blow up blow up but besides him you know there's not a lot of them and these two guys are good both of them and i just looked it up they're uh jack is 30 eli's 28 okay so these are two young guys that uh Man, I'm excited. Like we we need these guys to, and they both have so much potential, and these are good roles. So I'm I'm excited about their future, and I'm excited about the future of the show. I want it to make it. Yeah, I, I want to see. I'm excited about them, and also I'm excited about Gary Carr. Uh, he is 35. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah, yeah. yes, he's a little bit older, but still he's a him, bit older. him too. Mm-hmm. I would throw him and Chris Coy. I think is almost 40, but these are guys you know that that are are getting a shot. So I'm I'm happy, and uh, you know we need young. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd get to a point where there's no male stars? Well, they're all, but the, they're the all start, older. The, yeah. They're all older. They're all over 40. They're the 40 to 55, but we, yeah. we need these 30-year-olds. Yeah, we do. We need, we need some up-and-comers, and I think we, we've yeah. got a couple potential ones here. And we've yeah. we got some other ones out there as well, but they just they yeah. haven't had a chance to cook because these other guys have been kind of holding uh, on for a lot longer. They've so. been stealing. Give Glenn Powell and Wyatt Russell some jobs, man. <laughs> yeah. You can't do it all, Chris Evans. No, you can't. Uh, even though he may want to, I mean, he may try. No. You can't either. Him and Ryan Gosling, yeah. both of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So on the Main Attraction Podcast, we do some things that we are looking forward to. What are some things that you're looking forward to? I got three quick ones. They involve casting, and uh, two of them involve Marvel, and two of them involve cast member there okay so it's three all together two of them involve people uh, that are marvel projects and two of them are people that are involved in white lotus season two okay so let's go theo james uh from white lotus season two who we really liked the first, first episode. time mm-hmm. 
Uh, he uh, is going to be the lead of the new Netflix uh, Guy Ritchie series, The Gentleman, uh, which was a really fun movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey okay. and uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, and uh, it's I think it's on Netflix. It's it's worth watching. He's actually playing Matthew McConaughey's character okay. from the from that movie. So that that'll be fun. So you know we kind of talked about right, Theo yeah. James, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm I'm not surprised because he's really good in White Lotus. Yeah, so well, he's gonna. I'm not surprised he's late in. And uh, I love Guy Ritchie, and I like to see that he's getting involved with TV because I'm always a fun, uh, a fan of his. Uh, another uh, person from uh, White Lotus season two, and you and I talked about. Yes, we, we were. Very excited about mm-hmm. this. Aubrey Plaza yes. is listed as the villain in the Agatha uh, Coven of Chaos yes. uh, series that's about to start filming. Aubrey Plaza versus Catherine Hahn. Please, Sign me God, up. I-, I want this today. <laughs> Sign me up, yes. Look, if you didn't listen to our White Lotus episode last week, uh, I love Aubrey Plaza. Uh, I think she is fantastic. And look, she's a little bit of a one note actress, but th- yeah. she does that one note so <laughs> incredibly well. I, well, I can't and, wait for it. And we've talked about our love for Catherine Hahn yeah, as well, we who can do anything. Oh, yeah. These two going at each other. Please, God, film yeah. this quickly. Yeah, get it, quickly. Get it to us. <laughs> uh, it's, that then, should, it should release at the end of next year, so uh, I'll, I'll be yeah, excited for that. And usually when they announce these, they're, they've already been filming right. and stuff, so I've, I wouldn't be shocked that they're already in some kind of pre-production. Oh, I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because that's usually when that comes out, and the last one involves <laughs> it involves Marvel, a character that has been rumored for decades. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen has been cast in the Ironheart uh, Marvel se- Marvel movie, and it is believed he's Mephisto. Yeah, a lot of people are believing he's Mephisto. Which uh, look, well, if that's the case, that IMDb, yeah. if that is the case, I, I don't know how that is going to work out because. I, look, we'll, we'll actually talk about this when we talk about Wolfkind of Forever next week. If they are going with Mephisto there, like I said, I don't know how because I don't know that those two have ever crossed paths in the comics. So, uh, like I said, I, I will love Sasha Baron Cohen in this. And if they, I was going to say, I love the idea of him as a Marvel villain. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. So, I, like I said, if it ends up being Mephisto, I'll be shocked. I really, really will be shocked. Yeah. But I, bring him into the MCU all day long. I will be happy yeah. about that. Yeah, so. he is. He is a perfect person because he. He is a very talented actor. He, oh, he can is. play any part as well. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. All right. Uh, did you have one more? Or is that it? That was it. Those those three. All right. I'm kind of doubling down on one of our one of mine from last week. I mentioned Last of Us. We've got uh, we actually have a release date. It is coming out January 15th. It is a Sunday. So this tells me that HBO. Look, whenever HBO releases something on a Sunday night, they are confident it is going to be good. And I've. I've been excited about this because Pedro Pascal is involved and the, I didn't, haven't played the game, even though I'm obviously going to say, put this in my excitement. Uh, I've wanted to play the game just because I've heard it is just fantastic, but I don't have a PlayStation four. I don't have a PlayStation five, uh, but they're getting ready to port it to PC. I'm hoping that they will have it ported to PC by the time that the show comes out. Cause I do, I do want to play it before it comes out. But if it, if it doesn't happen, you know, whatever, but yeah. when they put something on Sunday night on HBO, that is a, I mean, how many things have been bad on a Sunday night on HBO? I can't think of anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I there may be things back, that people but... haven't liked. Like, I'm not a huge Soprano fan. That's just a personal taste. I mean, I know that right, show. Right, I know right. that show is good. But and I mean, it's that's great. also one of the biggest shows of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, I have to think they've had some, but you're talking about some small. of the biggest. Yes, yeah. It's a small number of things that just haven't been good. So, like I said, that makes me a lot of confidence for it. It's something I've been wanting to be excited about, and the fact they're putting this on on Sunday night on HBO. It, it excites me because it makes me feel like they're going to it's it's going to be a good show so uh yeah. the other thing i'm looking forward to is something we will be covering next week we're going to take another week off of andor and we'll talk about this when we talk about andor uh but uh we are doing our episode nine review this week of andor but we're going to end up skipping uh 10 and doing 11 when it comes out because next week wakanda forever is coming to theaters i can't wait um look I mean, the early reviews are coming out and they're all positive all at least the early reactions there aren't any reviews listed anywhere uh but they're all really good uh i'm really interested to see how they set this story up i'm really interested to see what they do with it because you know they've they've they are narratively taking they're narratively taking a risk without without recasting 
the role of T'Challa uh, and basically giving it to somebody else. I think it's a risk, but it could be from what I've heard is it's a, it's a storytelling device that they use and they're taking it. Look, nobody, nobody's happy about the fact that Chadwick Boseman died, but yeah. they were, they were dealt lemons and they're basically making lemonade out of it is kind of the, right. the yeah. gist I've gotten. So I can't wait to see it. My son and I are going to go watch it next week uh, in the theater. Uh, and I can't wait to discuss it here on the podcast. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, and, and that's another uh, cast, you know, we have, um, you know some young actors that mm. are getting a chance to really show off like um what is the sister's name Letitia Wright is yeah. that her name yeah that's right mm. yeah and then uh I'm a huge fan of Winston Duke yeah he's good mm. yeah uh, uh and I you know he's going to have a bigger part now because of that so this is another situation where some people are getting yeah these these 30 year olds that we are 20s late there in 20s and 30s that we've been wanting yeah and uh, i think his name is tenet cuerta is that his guy who plays name yes. this? uh yeah i've man. heard he, he is good. he looks good i've heard like somebody just said it's, uh, it's not gonna be the marvel cinematic universe after this release it's gonna be the tenet cuerta universe after it comes wow. out that's how how good he supposedly is as namor in this so right so i like it looking forward to it really am so all right, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, anything else you want to add before we head off into the sunset? I appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.